0: B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, professional wrestling fan. You know this. It's hard out here being an investor right now. Is the sky falling? Is it doomsday? It seems like that way from a lot of people online. People freaking out. I think if you tuned in and you paid attention to a lot of really smart people in the hobby, you could have seen this one coming, right? People operating with mainstream collectibles mass-produced collectibles, people operating in hype. Someone's always going to be left holding the bag. And I think it's okay, right? Sucks if you're holding the bag, but it's okay. You know why it's okay? Because whenever a market is going down, there is always opportunity on the other side. To me, that's where the best decisions are made. Change like this excites me. It allows me to reset. It allows me to rethink what I'm doing. The biggest thing that it has taught me is to stay away from the base craze. It's no good. If there's thousands on the pop, run, baby. It's eventually going to come down. To me, if everyone has it, that's not good. I operate in limited, baby, limited edition, exclusive, low pop, serial numbered. Can't get your hands on it by opening up your eBay app. You got to run. You got to go for the hunt. That's what I'm about, man. That's what I like. That's how I always have been. It took me a little while in the hobby to realize this, but I don't want what you have. That's not what I want. I'm not passionate about what you have. I'm not passionate about the flavor of the week. I am not passionate about what everyone's posting on Instagram. I'm passionate about what I like and how I get there. And that's what I'm talking about. And I think we're all realizing this. And people who've been around in the hobby for a long time already saw this coming. I think indicators everywhere. And I think for everyone listening to Stacking Slabs, just go, get out there. And if the mainstream cards make you happy, Cheers to you, brothers and sisters. Cheers to you. But I'll tell you this right now. Make sure you're protecting yourself and you're mitigating risk because the things I'm seeing in the market right now, it's risky out there. So I just want to make sure that you're not buying in at the wrong time and losing all of your money on the other side of it. I am recording this episode early, earlier than normal probably will refrain from commentary on sports because by the time this baby goes live, I'm sure a lot has changed. I am recording earlier because I need to get out of here. I need to get out of Indianapolis. I need to get out of my house. And that's what I'm going to do. But what I want to make sure I do always is deliver the hobby content alternative to your headphones on a weekly basis, and that's what I'm doing right now. and I couldn't be more jacked up about the content that is set for this week. I am dedicated, I am passionate. I am so excited to be delivering content to you all on a weekly basis. And for all of you that are sitting there listening to me talk about sports cards and what I'm doing, thank you. I appreciate that. Not enough people say thank you, and I think this is an opportunity. me as the host of Stacking Slabs to say thank you to everyone. The other feedback that I've gotten recently unexpectedly is that I'm getting some DMs about merch and that is awesome. People want to rep Stacking Slabs and I'm about that, right? I I posted a stupid video or no, it wasn't a video. It was pictures on Instagram of me and my Stacking Slabs gear, the jacket my brother and sister got me for my birthday. And it was, I was doing some satire on those stupid pictures people take in their thumbnails on YouTube. They look ridiculous. We've all seen them. It's not attention. Well, it is attention grabbing, but it also makes you look like an idiot. And I'm here and I'm going to say it right now because it's the truth. Holla if you hear me. Big pop of pump style. Man, I got to maybe do these recordings in the afternoon a little bit. I got the bang flowing in me right now. Rainbow unicorn. This is going to be lit today. This is gonna be live. But I gotta tell you, stacking slabs gear, I'm going through the process. I don't just wanna release tees, flat bill hats, coffee mugs. I don't wanna release this stuff if it's not cool. I only want it to be legit. I want catchphrases, I want brand elements that incorporate what I'm about. So be patient with me. If you would be someone that is interested in some stacking slabs gear, give me a shout. I'd love to know. I'm gonna make it if I do this. I want to make it super easy and affordable on everybody. To me, it's humbling that people would want to represent this podcast outside. I do it. I rock. I go up and down the streets in my stacking slabs jacket, like a walking freaking billboard because I want people to say, man, that's a loud jacket. What's that about? And I can say, you know what? It's representing my podcast about sports cards. Do you collect sports cards or did you ever collect sports cards? everyone's going to have a response to that. And that's an opportunity to bring someone into the hobby. So if you want some stacking slabs gear, let me know. I am in the process of thinking through that. I'm also in the process of getting out of town. I'm headed back up north to Minnesota, to the lake house, to take some time off. Will not be time off from the hobby. I will be on social media. I will be engaging with everyone because that's fun. That's a nice escape and getaway for me. I am going right back to where I was a few months ago to do absolutely nothing. This time, I've got my best friend in the world coming up with his wife. We're just my wife, his wife. We're just going to kick it, do nothing, hang out, relax and enjoy life. In preparation of this departure, I got my first COVID test and my just to make sure we weren't positive before I left. We wanted to be safe. And my wife gave me the COVID test and that's something, right? your wife sticking a swab up your nose, uh, tickling your brain. Early, I got the 24-hour test back. I'm negative, everybody. I am COVID negative. So I am proud. That's the first test I've taken. I have been super safe this entire quarantine. I've been rocking a mask. I have been just taking care of business because I don't want to be the dummies on the streets who act like science isn't real. That is not what I want to act like. And that's not what we're about. We believe in science. Stacking slabs community believes in medicine. We believe in these things and we want to take these things really seriously. So, if you're traveling, if you're doing your thing, it's okay to get outside the house. Just make sure you're wearing a mask. It's not only safe for you, but you know what? You're protecting your fellow comrade there. So, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. So, I'm going to be enjoying some vacation. I'm recording this earlier. Let's just hop into it. I wrote a tweet that got some traction and Basically, I woke up one morning and I was thinking about all of the interactions that I've had between me reaching out to people, other people reaching out to me. And it was something that I just stopped and just shot a tweet off of. And it said, The three levels of great hobby operating are one, help people who want to learn, two, communicate regularly with people who collect like you, and three, ask questions and learn from people doing things in the hobby that align with your goals. To me, I think that is a framework that it's simple. Just think about that and start applying it. We have to help people that are coming into the hobby and new. And if someone reached out to you the day after Tyler Hero went nuts in game four of the NBA playoffs and said, hey, Tyler Hero, I like this guy. I'm looking at his PSA 10 base prism. Do you think it's a good time to buy? That's where you step in as the educated sport card collector and investor, and share perspective on why it's not a great time to buy Tyler Hero. That's where you encourage your fellow man and woman to say, "Hey, if you're holding Tyler Hero and you're not connected to Tyler Hero, might be a good time to sell." That's super important. So we got to help people communicating regularly with people who collect what you like. I got to shout out my man on Instagram, High End Kyler. Shout out to that account. I had some good communication with him, but I call him, I've been joking with him. I call him my idol in the hobby because he has this Kyler Murray PC that's just off the freaking charts. Go to Instagram, go hit follow on his page, check it out. It's amazing. This guy has been freaking collecting Kyler Murray for a while. Like he has been, I've been following this account, but anyway, it's inspiration. It's good. Ask questions, figure out, talk to him. Like, That's inspiration for me as I'm navigating the Kyler Murray market and I've got a resource. There's so many people out there collecting what you are collecting. There's so many easy ways, wink, wink, point, point, Instagram, to follow these people that are collecting stuff like you. It is incredibly easy to reach out and ask questions. Do it. Got to communicate with these people, build relationships. And then there's those people with the absurd PCs like grails, goals, and you got to go and you got to learn from those people. Whether that's reading their content, watching their content, listening to their content, like the more you do that, the more you're going to get better and learn good operating procedure. So I just want to say that. Three levels of hobby operating, take that into consideration because I think if you do and you're mindful of that, You're going to have more fun in the hobby, and you're going to learn a lot more. I talked last week about zooming out and focusing. Did you think about that? Did you take anything into consideration? Did you realize that you might be in the moment all the time, taking what is coming at you? Did you think about that? I know I did as I listened back to the episode, and so I wanted to revisit that topic and share some elements of what I mean from an example perspective. So I talk about loaded freaking PayPals and how awesome having a loaded freaking PayPal it is. Well, it is, but historically for me, that doesn't last long. And I think there's opportunity for it to last longer. And if it lasts longer, you're gonna end up getting something on the other side that's more important. So be mindful of your loaded freaking PayPal and be patient. Make sure you're not buying you know, $40 here, $60 here, $80 here, you know, $100 here, $50 here, $20 here, $40 here. And the next thing you know, it you got a dwindling PayPal. That's not good. And you end up with a bunch of cards that you got in the mail. And you're like, why did I buy these things? Well, you might have had this run where you thought, you know what, this player is someone who I think has a lot of upside. Then by the time you get the cards back, you're, theory is debunked after they got hurt or after they put up a bad performance and the market's turned its back on that player. Be careful. Be careful of that and be patient. Make sure you set goals on cards you want and reverse engineer your way back to the cards you want. This is what I mean. If you see a Peyton Manning rookie card refractor that's $4,000 on eBay, that's pretty good price. Let's say 8,000, all right? PSA 10, right? Now, that's a lot of money, right? Well, there's opportunities always to reverse engineer your way back to trying to get that card if you really want to. So think about all the steps you would need to take in reverse to get the money to buy the card. I think that involves a lot of strategic thinking. I think that involves you putting your sales hat on. I think that involves you looking at your PC and evaluating, do I really want these cards? And if I were to sell these cards, what can I get? Do that. Reverse engineering is a really good path for happiness. I talked about this, but building relationships. The cards you want is your brand. People will help. People know that I collect Kyler Murray. People know I collect Peyton Manning. People reach out to me all the time about those players and things that they're seeing. People identify me as collectors of that. And that is a brand. I'm going to talk about brand building to close this thing out because that is something near and dear to my heart. But make sure you build relationships because people will realize and know what cards you want. This is a big one, everybody. Massive. You got to eliminate the shiny objects syndrome. We all fall victim to it. Instagram is deadly information comes at you fast think pictures images photos flavors of the week and it's like man i want this i want 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 that is human nature right you got a little money you see something you like you want to buy it ebay alerts deadly 2 months ago you put an alert on a card and now you're getting a notification that the card's available do you really want that card now player performances can be deadly right ebbs and flows the football market's freaking nuts insane gonna talk about that Just make sure you eliminate shiny object syndrome. And that's why I like to set goals. Setting goals allows you to focus on what you're striving for and allows you to be laser focused on how to get there. I'm not saying this because I'm an expert in this. I'm saying this because these are the things I'm learning. And these are the things that I'm about. Evolve. You got to find happiness. And a lot of times in order to find happiness, you got to evolve. We're all going through evolutions in the hobby with the way the market is moving. Ultimately, you don't want to get stuck holding the bag. And for as crazy and sky is falling doomsday as the market seems like it is right now, the cool cards are holding strong positions. All of the collectible cards, all of the numbered cards, all the expensive fun cards, all those are going up, okay? And what's going down is the mass-produced mainstream stuff, okay? So there's a counterbalance going on, and I think that's indication, and that should tell everyone something. Demand is always going to exist in those cool cards. It really is. And to me, that's the fuel of the hobby. The passion behind the pursuit of these cards and the transactions of these cool cards is the fuel of the hobby. I busted out a tweet. And it was a thread. And I'm talking about my Twitter just because I document things there and it gets response and it's good topics to chop up on the episode. But I put a tweet out about football and I'm feeling the hate on the football market. Thankfully, I protected myself. But the tweet was, I'm continuing to see inconsistencies in the football market, specifically from skilled position players. You know me. I've talked about skilled position players in the DFS crossover for some time. These are some observations. Peak period in many cases is before kickoff of week one. So there is so much hype around these players that the tippy top of their prices were coming before they even kicked off. There is strong dips of these players during the week. Solid performances can elevate, but still far from peak period of before the hobby started or before the season started. You know, I think like, There has been just so many like indications for me on the immaturity and just the volatility of the football card market. Like, there is just a lot of risk. And I just want to tell everyone like, it is fun to try to get ahead and buy players that are going to have good games and use this DFS mindset. But it is also, I will say, based on my own personal experiences, risky. We're only two weeks into this, three weeks by the time this goes live. But the early indications of what I'm seeing is that the hype period happened and now strong performances and stringing those together on a regular basis is necessary in order for cards to continue to grow or get back to those hype period. And we know as sports fans and football fans and fans of fantasy football, It is really difficult for players outside the quarterback position to string together consecutive awesome games in a row, just because a lot of the factors, whether it's matchup, plays, situation, are out of the control of those guys. So that's something that is becoming very clear and apparent to me. Guys I'm tracking and monitoring, Terry McLaurin, his peak period was before the season kicked off. Week one, he had a dip. Average game for him. Week two. He had a massive game, lost, but a touchdown, 125 yards, looked like a freaking champ. His cards went up a little bit, but nowhere near what the peak period was. Hollywood Brown, a guy that, you know, he's had a 100-yard game. I mean, he hasn't had like two touchdowns and 150 yards or anything, but he's been solid on a really good team all year. In two weeks, his cards went from a high period of $27 down to four in two weeks. That's nuts. It's come back up a little bit, but $4 from 27. These are prison raw cards. Then it even happened on the slabbed cards, Josh Jacobs, just dip city, you know, and it's just, I got to call it out because I've been talking about it. And it's just something that I think we all need to be very careful of because football is very, very immature and the things that I'm seeing right now, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to some of these things. So, be cautious, be vigilant. Make sure you're protecting yourself. Make sure you're not over-indexing yourself on football cards that you're trying to flip because it's really, really difficult right now. But I just want to call out some of the notes I got just regarding this because when I put this up, my Twitter went nuts. Like people just started going nuts, and just want to read some of these. And shout some of these people out. So, Yam Wax, got to shout out Yam Wax. Follow Yam Wax on Twitter and Instagram. But Yam Wax said NFL cards feel like prove it market with both performance and durability key. We're going to talk about durability in a second. Look for year long and multi year performers to rise the wobbly curve. I like this perspective and it allows you to zoom out. And I think he's right. It takes. Several performances strung together over a period of time to really see where they will fall in the market. So I thought that was a good take. I want to shout out my man, Nick, New England Pieces. He said, people that wanted them more than likely already bought them, going to take weekly performances to keep prices flat, up or down. And I think that's right. It's like weekly performances, and it's going to take consistency. It's just like Yamwax. what are you saying. And Jonathan Tory, who's uh, j t sports cards eight o two on Instagram, said he wrote me a tweet about d hop prices going up on the prism, which I agree, and I saw it and the reason the slab d hops I think are going up not only because he's playing and that card's doing what I anticipate was going to happen, but most notably that card's doing what it's doing because it's low pop population matters I mean, think about how many freaking mosaic cards you've seen in your Instagram feeds are all over eBay. They're freaking everywhere because that's what everybody's ripping and breaking. And I think there is no get rich quick now on cards that are mass produced and cards that are everyone's buying and everyone's selling. It's difficult. But if you do believe in skill positions and you want to go along for the ride, I highly recommend doing what I did earlier in week one. And the best moves I've made so far in selling has been when I sold Devante Adams after week one. And I sold Devante Adams cards because they were slabbed up and they were low population. And so those cards garnered interest and those cards garnered attention, probably over mass produced stuff. And that's just a recommendation. Operate in parallels if you can. Like that's a good way to mitigate risk. Injuries freaking suck. We know that. And man, like week two of the NFL season, just all of our favorite guys, just boom. I think you saw a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who is one of the most exciting players in the NFL. Before the season, his PSA 10 prism was selling for 850 He's not out for the year, but I looked at it. His cards were selling for 675 So there's a dip there because not only the hype period was over with, but he got hurt. Saquon Barkley, man, that just sucks. This guy, before the season started, his PSA 10 Prism was selling for 478 last check, $158. So so if you were buying at that 478 peak, you're in trouble now, right? It sucks. Injuries, again, it's like injuries are in the NFL, you never know when they're gonna come. And so it makes it even more risk. Drew Locke, 913, $450 for his PSA 10 Prism. Last I checked. Hurt 329. So I share all of this information just to let everyone know that you got to be paying close attention. Like you got to be a student on the data. You got to look at what's happening week over week. And right now it's very inconsistent. And the market's very immature. So I'm not saying run for the hills and be scared of football cards at all because I've been talking about football cards forever. But I think you got to pick and choose your spots. I think you got to think about players that are going to be consistent over a period of time. And I think you got to think about players that have low population parallels in slabs and that's good risk mitigation. Just the easiest way for me to share inform- or share advice to all of you is what I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Just buy the guys that you like and buy the guys that you want to watch every Sunday like I have zero doubt in Kyler Murray. I enjoy watching him. He's killing it. So I think it's just like, you just got to attach yourself to guys that you care about and guys that you like, because I don't want any member of the stacking slabs family to be holding the bag. We don't want that. I'm seeing this too, like even it with like mass produced base prism basketball cards, I think This caused me, as I was looking at it on the football cards side, to like compare and contrast and try to figure out, okay, well, how does this apply to basketball cards? So if you look at the Luca Prism base, and this is something that like, I'm going to talk about reasons that I think these cards went the way they went, but you got the Luca base Prism, iconic card, right? Raw at the start of 2020 was trading from 77 to $85. Man, don't we wish we all all would have loaded up on those? When bubble play was happening, the card went up to a peak in August 15th of $592. Last time I checked when I recorded this episode, the card was going for $355. This is Luka Doncic, the hobby heartthrob, the hero of the hobby, Luka Doncic. Shout out to Card Ladder for all the data. I think that's understood by now, but... Just shout out Card Ladder. You guys are killing it. We love you. Anyone listening to this podcast is a Card Ladder fan. I need a Card Ladder t-shirt. Come on. Talking about gear here. Give me a Card Ladder flat bill. Walk the streets wearing that proudly with my stacking slabs jacket. That's an unstoppable force right there. Card Ladder and stacking slabs. You walk into a bar and you're wearing that, people are going to turn the other way. Trust me. Zion, $70, $70 to $80 raw at the beginning of the year, bubble, peak 310, now 146. The dips are crazy, yo. Here are some of the reasons why I think this is happening. Flip game, it's a dangerous trap. Someone's always going to get caught holding the bag. And I think a lot of that is happening. I think there's a lot of new shiny objects coming out too that people are gravitating towards and paying attention. People in this hobby and in this market love the new flavor of the week. It's like, who the hell cares about Chronicles or Illusions right now? Does anybody? like? But when those cards come out, everybody seems to care about them. People are like, you know, like jonesing and like fiending for like their crack at their Walmarts trying to get their hands on those things. This is a personal perspective, but I'm just going to share it. Those cards suck. All right. That might be a strong take. You might not agree with it. That's okay. We don't always need to agree with everything. There is just junk. Freaking city. Those cards suck. Like, that is not what like I am gonna want to be doing is going out and like ripping chronicles and then like trying to find the one good card in that set. What are you gonna do with it? Like, do you care about that? No, like you're gonna try to flip that and it's like, is that worth all of that? Like, that is risk to me. So I'm just saying it right now. Those cards suck. I'm not about those cards. If you are, I'm sorry for the strong take. But a lot of people get caught up in these new shiny objects. I think there's three C's, baby, that are just taking over right now. And it's COVID, cash, and curiosity. We all got locked in our homes. A lot of people like Brett McGrath, host of Stacking Slabs, started getting real deep into cards, started focusing, started obsessing. So a lot more attention during COVID when we're all out in our house on sports cards. People got cash, disposable income during that period where people were spending money like crazy, whether it's on breaks, slabs, you name it. And then there's, there was a curiosity on like potential gains. Like, oh, I can buy this card and it's just going up. Those three Cs, like those have impacted the way card prices have gone and are going. And we just need to know that and take care of that. And we're, the market is resetting itself right now. And as the market resets, there's opportunity for all of us to rethink how we're operating. And the final point that I think just needs to be called out, live sports are back. Live sports have impacted the hobby. With live sports, there's less hype. These guys are playing. The price and peaks of these guys are happening when they're not playing. Okay, So when live sports are happening, people are spending money on betting and DFS too. That might be taking priority and some of the attention. That was all on football or all on basketball might be going away. Just something to consider. I just want all of you to think that's the point of this podcast. Take something away from you that you can go apply to your day to day and operating in the hobby that'll make you better. I'm coming with the heat. That's why you're listening to me. I'm just trying to be clear and I'm trying to set expectations in the hobby. I wanna shout out my man, Tim. If you aren't already, pull up your phone. Type in Mountain State Cardboard to your Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. Tim is awesome. I just want to thank him. Every episode, it seems like I've listened to all of his episodes. He started a podcast. He's doing a great job. His podcast is about just life, sports, and sports cards. It is just a solid listen every week. He is passionate. He cares. He is not about the flavor of the week and not about the hype. He is a collector, and he's just sharing his perspective. I get a lot from listening to him talk. He talks a lot about baseball, which I, you know me, I don't talk about a lot, but I'm very interested in learning. And so I just want to shout him out. He sent me a package this week, just unannounced, with some Marshall Falk cards in it, wearing his Colts jersey. And just stuff like that is just unnecessary, but appreciated. So, just wanted to shout out Tim. Go check out Mountain State Cardboard. I want to shout out Chris. You all follow him, I hope, by now, the sports card PT. This guy is just on fire. He is just so helpful. As all of these injuries happened in the NFL, he just took to Instagram and started creating content about his perspective of these injuries based on what he does professionally. And it's just awesome. Like, what he's doing is a just value add and a benefit to the hobby. So go hit follow on the sport card PT. I got a shout out something I was just turned on to. Did you all know we have hobby hip hop artists up in here? Did, do you know that? Well, I got a shout out my man, Lameem James. I'll get to him in a second, but he turned me on to, to these guys. Slabby Sosa, Peter Man, and Rip. Hamiltops, how about those monikers? Slabby Sosa, Peter Pacman, and Rip Hamiltops. These dudes are creating some of the best hip hop in the hobby community, and you got to go check them out. I'm an Apple Music guy; they're on Spotify. Go look them up. Go follow them on Instagram. They're creating some awesome music that's hobby related. It bangs. Like I love it. I had it turned up after work in my house. And I was just loving it, man. So, shout out to the creativity behind those guys. More of that, please. Like, just that is some awesome stuff. I love it how we've got some hip hop in the hobby community. And anything I can do to give more exposure to those guys, I will because they are live. And that is for sure. Lameem James, what more can I say? Everyone's favorite meme maker. He threw out one on the Sports Card Investigator, or excuse me. Sport card investigator, Andy. I'm giving you a shout out. It's coming. Sport card investor, a meme that it's it's just killer. Uh, you gotta just go follow him. You know it already, but man, he's cracking me up. Every morning I just laugh. And I got a chance to sit down and chat with the man, the myth, the legend, Lameem James. And it was just a freaking fun conversation. That. Right there is your hobby hustle for this Friday. I sit down with the man behind Lameem James, Chris, and we just chop it up. We talk about the hobby just as a whole, and we go through some of his memes and provide commentary. We talk about Sport Card Investor. We talk about just a little hype here and there. We cover a lot of grading, a lot of ground, and it's one that you are not going to want to miss, so make sure you tune in on Friday. Got to shout out Cardboard Chronicles, just awesome show on finding your lane down the sports card market. I love listening to Josh's content because every time I get done listening, I'm thinking about things in a new way. And that's what good content will do. You all already follow Josh, but just make sure you're checking his stuff out. Got to shout out the Basketball Card Fanatic. Hopefully you all enjoyed that episode with Adam. I'm getting itchy for the second edition to come out, make sure you go check out uh, Basketball Card Fanatic. Like I know I've been talking a lot about it, but again, I know it's something that you all will find value from. Finally, Sport Card Investigator. He put a video up on grading. It's better than PSA collectors, straight up. He adds context and detail around submitting cards and the things you should be doing. I'm saying it's better than PSA collectors go check out Andy's channel. Hit the subscribe button. If you are new to subbing, or even if you've been subbing for a long time, you're going to learn something. I did. I always got to plug a little wrestling here and there. Shout out New Japan Pro Wrestling. G1 is happening. I talked a little bit about the G1 tournament, A Block, B Block. It's my favorite tournament of the year. I get so excited. I'm a New Japan World subscriber. Got Japanese wrestling going on in the house. My wife. She's a saint. She really is. When I'm on vacation, my buddy and I were wrestling fiends. Like We've been going to shows forever. And rest in peace, Animal. Got a shout out, Animal, Legion of Doom. That was sad to hear his passing. Just one of the greatest tag team competitors of all time. Near and dear to my heart. Rest in peace, Animal. Back to the G1. I'm excited when I'm in Minnesota, me and my buddy, we're just going to be watching G1 like we're madmen. And that's fun to me, right? We all have different hobbies and things and like watching Japanese wrestling and these guys just kill It's fun to me. And I got to shout out, if you're interested at all, two matches, the first two nights of the G1, one block and the other block, you got Kota Ibushi versus ok- Okada, which was just freaking incredible. The other side, you got Naito versus Tanahashi. So so these are like Wrestle Kingdom, which is like the WrestleMania version for New Japan. These are like Wrestle Kingdom matches in the first night. So much fun. Go check out New Japan Pro Wrestling if you can. Always good stuff. I got to tell you, man, I got freaking crushed back on the football side. I got crushed on some of the 24-hour auctions that I put up to... Be sold while games were happening this week. There was a couple that I did okay on, but others, like, man, I think I sold a Devin Singletary Optic Hollow PSA 9 card for like 10 bucks. Like, I was like, I bought it for like maybe 22, 25 bucks a month ago, and then just like zero interest. So it's like, you got to be careful. Like, again, like, I'm glad I'm going on vacation. I'm glad I'm not going to be really selling anything this week. I need a week off. It's hard out there. I've tried selling after the games. I've sold during the games. And again, I don't have any just like great advice or anything. It's just, it's difficult. That's all I got to say. And you got to be cautious and vigilant. I want to bring us home right now to talk about just brand building and the hobby and just some thoughts I have as a marketer and... These are mostly pointed at like my recommendations to you if you're doing Instagram in the hobby. And I know if you're listening to Stacking Slabs, chances are you're probably doing Instagram in the hobby. I think about brand building. I think about just the customer voice. I think about giving back in my day-to-day all the time. And that's just part of my role that I do professionally part of what I try to pour in in the ingredients that I have here on Stacking Slabs. It's giving value. And I just wanted to share perspective just for everyone who's operating online, just some things to think about. Number one, give, 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 and then ask. Okay. So I think it's like I, along with so many other people, pour a lot of energy into hobby content and sharing information. And that to me is how you build a brand. Provide values to other when you're not asking for anything. There's a lot of that going on. There's some of the other, right? I get DM slides all the time about people joining their breaks and this and that. It's like, like you're giving me no value. You're not building a connection. Like, I just think like if we could all think about ways that we can give back to the hobby and not try to monetize off of it, like the better off we'll be. Not saying like, I am a businessman, right? I'm looking for opportunities to eventually make money off of stacking slabs. I'm not going to hide it, right? But you don't hear ads on here. It's not saying you might not ever hear ads. I'm just trying to be really patient and cautious with the way I approach that because I appreciate the relationship I've built with you, and I've earned your trust if you continue to listen to this show. And so, what I am focused on is continuing to give back and think about ways on the back end that I can maybe make some money to support this show. That's not on the backs of all you great listeners. Again, just give, 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 give. You got to wake up your functional superpowers. We all have superpowers. I talk about Chris. PT. He's sharing that. Wake yours up. You have something about you that's unique and different. The more you flex into that and the way you operate online, the better off you will be for it and the better brand you'll build for yourself. There's something unique about you. How does that apply to the hobby and how can you flex into that? Do it. This goes into being a specialist. Like there are people that are collectors of certain players. I talked about high-end Kyler. That guy collects a lot of different things, but that guy is a Kyler specialist. He is my go-to shop if I have questions about Kyler cards. There's a lot of people that collect players, sets, you know, sports, different things, refractors. Find those people and go ask them questions. There's probably, you're probably a specialist in some area that you don't even know. Use that to your advantage. That'll help you build a brand. Run experiments. Like, if you're selling stuff, like, sell stuff. Like, I just shared, like, the Devin Singletary. I sold it during the Bills game and I lost money. Like, I'm sharing that information to you because I want you to know that it's risky to sell football cards right now and you might not get your money back. But like I do that as an experiment because I want to learn and I want to share information with you. There is a lot of different experiments that you can be running, whether it's buy, sell, trade, anything in the hobby. If you're learning something, share it back to the community. Find tag team partners in the hobby and go win a championship. You know what I'm talking about? Like The more you're finding people and aligning with people and tagging in and out on questions on a day-to-day basis, The smarter you're going to get and the more fun you're going to have. And that's that human connection that we all strive for. And it's undeniable. We've all got audiences, no matter how big or small, talk to them daily. Talk to them, share your thoughts, share your perspective. Use Instagram stories, use direct messages, like communicate with your audience. The more you're communicating with your audience and adding value, the more important your brand is going to be in the hobby. And then, Turn the people that are taking the time to reply to you into thought leaders. An easy way to do that is, I was talking about the tweet I had about football cards and all the responses I got. I screen grabbed all those and put those all up in my stories and tagged those guys because they took the time to respond to me and I wanted to make sure to either retweet them or promote them on Instagram. That's important to me and I think the more we can promote our fellow collectors around us, the better off we'll be. Hopefully, you learned something from this episode. I am going to continue to find ways that I can share my perspective as a marketer, and hopefully, that'll help you out as you're trying to build and develop your personal brand in the hobby. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button, please. Also, if you're a long-time listener, even a new-time listener, please write a review. That would be so awesome. But more importantly, like, Tell your friends about Stacking Slabs. Like, come on, that's all I'm asking. Tell your friends, get those listeners going. I'm so thankful. Numbers continue to elevate and rise, mostly because you guys are all awesome. And I just want to say thank you. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And we'll talk to you again real soon.